planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Ever Black Podcast. I hope everyone is still doing all right out there. On this show, we chat to Tanner Gimon from Rhode Island metal band Kingsman, who have just released their debut album, Revenge, Forgiveness, Recovery, via Sharp Tone Records. Now, I had a blast hanging with Tanner, and we got to talk about the new album, the trials they went through on the journey to its creation, uh, the scene in Rhode Island and bands they played with, including some of our own, like King Parrot and Amity Affliction. And uh, I even got to educate him a bit on uh, a bit of Aussie culture and uh, bunning snags. He didn't know what snags were, which was pretty funny. But uh, he does now. So when they tour down here, we're going we're gonna to go on a bunnings adventure. <laughs> I won't forget about that one, man. Uh, all right, great dude, excellent band. Uh, go check out the album now, it's uh, awesome. All right, before we go into this episode, I just need to give a shout-out to our good friends at Blacklight Undesign, who are our go-to for all our screen print needs. You can check them out at www.blacklightad.com.au. show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business www.rwpromotion.com.au Also want to uh, give a recommendation to go and check out the new occult clothing brand Electric Witch. We've just got some kick-ass apparel like shirts, dresses, tops and a whole bunch of other really cool stuff. www.electricwitch.com.au Also want to give a shout out to our friends at Lumberpunks Axe Rain Club who have venues on the Gold Coast, Brisbane and Perth. They are currently not operating due to COVID-19 restrictions you can throw your support behind them by ordering some merch or a gift voucher for when they reopen again. Lumberpunks.com. Uh, also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, my good buddy Tim Price from The Faction for airing this on the station. Uh, if you haven't, you should go and download The Faction app and tune in as they play nothing but great heavy tunes and are big supporters of Australian music as well. Total legend and uh, appreciate the support. Don't forget to subscribe to the Ever Black Podcast through iTunes Podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, YouTube, and Facebook, and check out all our reviews and articles at www.everblackmedia.com. Uh, rate, review, and uh, throw us a comment. We appreciate it. All right, here is my chat with Tanner from Kingsman. The new album, Revenge, Forgiveness, Recovery, is out now. Turn it up, as always. Horns high. Enjoy. Tana, thanks for joining us on the uh, show, man. How's everything going over there in uh, your neck of the woods? Pretty good, man. You know, I mean, hey, we're all trapped inside our houses, but we're living. We're making do, you know, pretty much clean the house as much as one could possibly clean it at this point. You know, now I'm building a garden. Who knows what's next? I might get a cow, I might get pigs. I don't know. But <laughs> whatever I can do to keep myself occupied. Are you on you like a, a farm or something over there? Is that- no, 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 no. Actually, on the contrary, man, we're on like not even an acre of land. It's just funny. We're just like, you know, we already have the pool and the fire pit and in, in our deck and stuff. And I'm like, well, 
there's nothing else I can do in this house. I'm going insane over here because my business is very slow right now. And uh, I'm just going to do whatever I can, man, to keep this, you know, keep trucking through. Thankfully, we made a sufficient amount of music during this mm. quarantine. Um, so, you know, for our fans out there, you know, early 2021, we'll have something else for you aside from what we just released. So pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, how about you? How are you doing over there? Yeah, not too bad, man. I'm still working, funny enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm out, you know, customer service. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, it's I mean, I'm in restoration, so it's like mold and asbestos and lead brutal. and nasty stuff. But yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> that is very brutal. brutal. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course, man, uh, I've just checked out your uh, debut album, Revenge, Forgiveness, Recovery, and, man, it's a killer album. You've done so well. Thank like, you. Yeah. It, Thank you so much, man. But it, it seems like, from what I've heard, you guys went through a hell of a lot personally uh, to get there. Yeah. What, what what happened along the way to uh, to get you to that point? Well, um, you know, it's funny. We all kind of had our own things going on personally, um, you know, at the time you know, kind of a early 20 crisis type situation, I guess, a few years back, you know, I had a couple of things going on. I had lost a couple of friends, one a suicide, one was actually murdered. Uh, I lost uh, my grandmother, who was very, very close and dear to me, girl who I was going out with forever, decided to cheat on me that same day my grandmother died. Tough, really, really tough. So on top of that, Tim Lucier, um, our guitarist, his daughter got diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, She had it for three years. She actually just beat it last year. Um, oh, so awesome. knock on wood stays out of her system. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was tough, man. And it was weird because Tim and I had always talked, uh, we always knew each other through the music scene. We were both in a couple of different local bands, um, at the time. Uh, this is, we're talking six, seven, eight years ago. And, uh, we both kind of stopped playing music at the same time. And then just one day I was, you know, going through a thing. I was actually driving back from a long full day hike with my dog. At like one in the morning, I decided to try and call Tim because he's a night owl. He's always up to like 4 a.m. And uh, he actually picked up and I was like, listen, man, I was like, you know, I was referring back to a demo he had sent me a few months back. You know, we were just kind of maybe tickling at the idea of doing something, but not really. And I was like, dude, I could really use this right now. Like, you know, going through a bunch of stuff. And he goes, man, me too. He's like, actually, it's funny. I already have, you know, a few songs, a few more songs than what I had sent you. And he was like, do you want to write lyrics to them and, you know, mess with it? I was like, absolutely. And then after we did that, um, you know, we, we, we shot it out a little bit, just this EP to a couple of managers, got the manager. And the next thing you know, it just started kind of rolling one after the other. You know, labels were interested. We wanted to go with the right label. Thank God we found Sharp Tone. Absolutely. Shout out, shout out to them. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a hell of a journey, man. Hell of a journey. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, lyrically the album seems like like the overall theme is about determination and hope and overcoming yes. all these trials. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And and because the thing is, is the whole theory behind revenge, forgiveness, recovery is this kind of three stages, you know, when you're going through something tough, mm. something difficult, right? You kind of have this feeling of it's it's a feeling of revenge. With re- revenge, you feel depression, you feel anger. And whether or not you make that choice, no matter what, you usually fall into a state of forgiveness. Usually people say forgiveness is the last bit, right? I don't truly believe that. And here's why. I think you can forgive someone, but you need to live a good amount of your life after you forgave them to really recover from what happened. You know, forgiveness is a thing where it's like, Hey, okay. Yeah. Accept what's been done and that's all right. But like, are you really living with that? And is it all right? You know, because once you can say that it is, I think that's when you're in a state of true recovery. And so for us, you know, we kind of came together, not just as a band, but as like, 
close like family. I mean, you know, it's it's not common. And it held just two days ago. You know, we were kind of a few of us were together with quarantine restrictions, six feet apart, yada yada yada. But you know, we before all this happened, and it was a normal type of life you could live. Uh, we would have barbecues with our own families inter- intermingling and, and, and friends, and you know, Kingsman's was very family oriented. Not much, just like a, hey, let's get together and make some music. Like we we have a message. We've all carried some weight in our shoulders together. Mm. And uh, we're just trying to kind of promote the idea that, yeah, you, you're going to go through tough stuff in life, uh, but you can get through it, you know, and there's so many different ways to get through it. And, you know, one of our biggest hopes is that if someone is unfortunately going through something, if they listen to our record and it changes something, if it shines some light into the situation that they're in, you know, that's the kind of story we want to hear about, because that means more than anything. I mean, it's it's one thing to have a bunch of people moshing in front of you and screaming lyrics, but it's a total other when you can connect to a fan and they felt what you felt. Absolutely. And it them, you know, have you found that now that all this stuff is out in the world, that it's helped you in turn, like it's helped you reflect? Absolutely. Yeah. It has actually, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you get super excited. You're like, Oh, I got this music and then we recorded it. Now we have this, this, this imagery behind it and everything. And then as soon as it kind of started getting out into the world, I started really, I did, I had a lot of reflection on myself. I'm like, wow, I was really personal here. <laughs> you know, like I was like, I kind of made that realization a little after the, yeah, man. but no, I mean, honestly, I was excited about it, you know? Um, and, and, and it did, it, it kind of helped me kind of learn like, man, there's times where I'm listening to my own songs because I'm always my own worst critic, right? I'm always listening to the songs and thinking, ah, I could, I know I can do this better. I can make something out of this next time or something, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still sending messages to myself, you know? We all feel little bits, little moments of grief and sadness and frustration during our day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, conveniently, I'll be listening to my song during that time and it just makes something snap, you know? It's crazy how it can happen like that too. Oh, that's subconscious, yeah, yeah. you know, and you look back, you go, oh, I mean, man. yeah, yeah, like, I mean, we've all had it, right? Yeah. Especially metal. I feel like metal, rock, you know, that whole genre in general, like, there's just so much, there's such a collaboration of emotions that goes into the music itself. You know, I guarantee that most people who are listening to this or whoever, you know, whoever just considers uh, considers themselves a, a music fan, they're, they've probably had that moment where they're listening to one of their bands and all of a sudden that thought, you know, swings through their mind and then the lyric is said and, that chord has hit the right way. And next thing you know, they're like, Oh my God, you know, and they have that realization, you know, that's one right. of the most beautiful things about music. Oh man, absolutely. And especially as you mentioned, yeah. metal man, like I, I can actually go through my collection and pinpoint days and things where I've felt certain ways or an album that helped me get through that, you know, you know, rock yep, metal same. more than any other genre, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. It. I really do agree because it's just, it's such a cluster of emotions that go into it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. The album's also got a great balance between, you know, the melodic catchy hooks and, you know, sheer brutality. You know, what was the key to finding that balance between those two sides of the coin? You know, what's strange is it's like, you know, Tim and I, as the main songwriters, we always kind of sat down and looked at our songs and we wanted to tell a full story. Right. Like we really did. We were like, hey, with this album front to back, it's got to say something. Right. So when making the music, we kind of look at things like and this sounds strange. Right. But like we almost look at it like in like textures and colors as opposed to like sound. And the reason why is it's like, you know, texture is a feeling. And then the color kind of always certain colors like red. Right. And it's a dominant, aggressive kind of tone. Right. Yeah. So we kind of 
we always look at music and we're like, you know, what would that look like live if we were playing it first off? We always think of something like that. Not like we want people to reciprocate what we're playing live or whatever. More like if we played this verse, you know, that's going to make us feel uplifting. You know, we think about colors with that, blue and white or something. It's weird. We kind of think of color and music together. And then on top of that, we mix in emotions. So it's like certain colors will be automatically connected to certain certain uh, emotions. Like red is anger, right? Yeah. Blue, sadness, right? So we kind of think about those things when we're writing. And we it's, it's interesting because as we're going through each song and we're telling that little chapter of the story through each song, you know, each chapter will have its ups and downs. And so we really think about that. We think about you know all right if lyrically we're about to go to a part where it's like it's supposed to really be sad we're going to think of something that's going to make us sound sad so it might not be so brutal there it's not going to be thunderous kick drums and you know crazy chugs and mm. it's going to be more melodic you know what i mean it's going to be a little more maybe airy and spacey and we kind of think of that when we're writing um tim and i have a great balance of being able to communicate how he writes guitars with how i'm doing vocals and then we kind of play together with some of the synths um and the drums but we you know we have a good understanding of all right you know here's a riff now here's the vocals i have for it. now the vocals might need the riff to do this just to make it feel like it belongs right and um that's kind of like a, a little bit of into our writing process i guess is that your like uh studio space in the background is that where you do most yeah, of your writing? yeah it is yeah 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 yep yeah i do all my writing here it's my keyboard here i got my uh my other microphone here Oops. cool ah uh, sm yeah uh, yeah 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 sm7b yeah. i love it yeah 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 i was actually just using it before this oh awesome man awesome <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we're making you know being that we're all locked up right now uh, i feel like every band on the planet is like yeah we're writing a new record <laughs> what else do we have to do <laughs> i've got mine here we're, too we're yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah it's uh it, i mean in regards to it you you did it in nashville is that right i don't know where that is compared so to where you are like i want to say it's 11 to 1200 miles from where i live okay. so we're in like we're like near massachusetts Nashville's kind of like the center of America. That was actually interesting how we how we got that ball rolling. You know, Mark actually reached out to us after hearing a couple demos, showed extreme interest in the record. And we were looking for a producer that didn't want to just be like, yeah, man, I got studio time. Come on in. You yeah. know, Mark showed the interest of like, he was like, hey, man, like I can tell you guys are feeling a certain way. And Mark is a phenomenal producer because he he's one of those guys that, you know, if he can connect to how you're feeling, he's going to really just push that full feeling to the front of the music you know and um he just showcased so much interest and and kind of empathy you know mm. um we had some kind of common situations that we could both relate from uh well not both but me tim and mark yeah. we all kind of like had some stuff that we could relate to um for instance very weird thing you know like mark's daughter her name is emerson tim's daughter's emerson oh wow her mother's her mother's name is taryn my girlfriend's name is taryn it's like very very just weird little things like that right but there was more to it that was more deep-rooted and spiritual i guess you could say um but but yeah so mark was phenomenal and we just decided to make the trip down there we spent uh, a little over a month with him um just kind of going over the songs and he really kind of helped us find like a focus to you know uh, our sound i would say um and, and and that was just an amazing experience and i definitely look forward to working with him again in the future did you pick his brains about like uh, Cannibal Corpse and and all Everything, that? Everything, dude. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> kidding me, dude? Well, me and him had a lot of, you know, I was there for the whole recording process. 
Um, yeah. I actually, fun fact, built, well, me and my drummer and a few other guys built a drum studio in his house. It was part of our record deal. Kind no of deal, way. Like cool. a barter thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do construction stuff with the restoration and all that. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, we kind of got to know each other just because he was working on the, the uh uh, drum room with us for a couple weeks so did that and then i came back to the record a couple months later but um so it was cool our drums were recorded in the drum studio that we built that's awesome <laughs> it's kind of, yeah <laughs> kind of interesting right um but yeah he's uh yeah it, it was just it was it was fun and yeah i mean we spent so many nights like on the couch he's a huge dude this guy mark is just a huge music fan in general like it just doesn't stop with him from the moment he's awake he's listening to music whether it's the stuff he's working on or the stuff he's enjoying to listen to you know and then like even at night when he's all done he's throwing on you know old band videos of you know metallica playing in 1986 or whatever you know we're just picking things apart he, I, I picked that dude's brain clean man oh dude i would too <laughs> absolutely yeah. Absolutely. I uh, also like the video you guys did for Nightmare where that chick is torturing you guys yeah. with the voodoo dolls. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least you got to eat some chips, though. Yes, I did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And they were delicious, actually. That was convenient. We didn't plan the voodoo chips thing. That actually, we just happened to go to the gas station while we were shooting the video, and we were like, no way. There's potato chips called voodoo chips? Well, all right. <laughs> what know? flavor were they? It was like uh, kind of like Cajun-y. Okay. Kind of like it was weird. It was almost like a Cajun mixed with like a like a um, like a salt and vinegar. It was, they were pretty good actually. They weren't bad. I was gonna, that was going to be my next question. Do you guys have salt and vinegar chips over there, or is that just an Aussie English thing? See, I, I didn't even no. know. Oh there yeah, no, go. we got salt and vinegar chips, man. Yeah, yeah, no, we have those. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah I mean, I've been trapped for months, brother. You know what I mean? But no, hey, we got that. You know what I've been dying to try? Because I'm dying to go to Aussie is, uh, uh, is kangaroo. Because Mark, actually, when he reached out to us initially, yeah, yeah. he was in Australia. Oh, uh, shit. I forget what band he was recording. Yeah, but he called me and I'm like, what? You, you know, we're just talking. I could tell his mouth was full and I'm a big foodie. I mean, you'll yeah, see that me, on my yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah, and Instagram yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, what are you eating? He's like, Oh, I'm eating uh pulled kangaroo right now or something. I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, I, and he's like, you gotta try it, man. I'm like, all right, well, that's like one of the first things I'm going to do when I get over there is find someone that has good kangaroo. <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I'm not a fan. I've, tr- I've really? tried it a handful of times and uh, I don't know. It's just, it's what's it like? Jam. Like, what is it? Like, what is it? It's hard to describe. It's I, yeah. I couldn't put it into words. Try it when you, you you're definitely going to come down here and and play some is it shows. Like, I imagine but, it's like kind of like gamey, like you know what I mean, yes. like kind of like um, it is. Yeah, I'd say it's more gamey. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, that's what I figured. It's it's got I don't know, it's got a very distinct sort of flavor, but that's maybe my uh, I didn't dig it. It's too yeah. rich. I mean, I'm a guy that you know when it comes to food, I'll pretty much try anything once, you know, depending, you know, what I yeah, mean? yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, fine yeah. line, but like, but kangaroo, like as I said, like I'm definitely going to give it a shot, you know. Um, just out of like pure curiosity, because that's just how my brain works. <laughs> well, we'll make sure when you do come down here, we're going to have some for you. We'll we'll, oh, yeah. we'll fire sure. up the barbecue and we'll we'll throw Yo, Skippy on there for hear, you. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll give you a proper Aussie and snags. We call them snags down What's here. That? Snags. What snags? Sausages. Oh, okay. That's like what we it. call it. Yep. So snags. if you come down, we go. Yeah, I'll throw some snags. So All right. yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. There you go. I might adopt that. I might adopt that. That might be a thing now. Yeah, I'm cool. A big sausage guy, you know. Awesome. I, I, I like smoking foods, you know. Yeah. So I like smoke sausage all the time, so I'll be like, oh, smoke a snag, right? Is that what you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, kind, of, kind of. We we snag on the barbie. We everyone yeah, thinks we say shrimp, but it's snag. Every yeah. Oh, 
So there you go. It's all sausages. And then if you want a good snag, you go to uh, what we call Bunnings down here, which is like a big giant warehouse where you buy uh, all your supplies for your outdoor work. Where you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. like uh, I'm trying to think of what you would call it. Yeah, like like kind of like a big market. Like they got everything, right? They got kind of lawn and they got food and stuff. Or yeah, but it's more like you, they've always got these tents out the front where they do mm-hmm. these charities where they'll you, you have to go. It's one of those things where if you go to Bunnings or Bundos as we call it, Bundos, everything has yep. to end with an O's in Australia. Okay. Um, <laughs> we you have to go get get a snag. It doesn't. Dude, it's no. just if you walk away without one. You're gonna have a shit day. I'm, just... I'm writing this down right now. All right. So okay. So I'm, gonna, I, I'm keeping this in mind, man. I, Excellent. I, I mean, I'm gonna call you after. I'm gonna be like, Dude, I'm eating, I'm eating a snack from Bunnings right now. <laughs> and we'll get you one of the hats. There you go. We'll have to send right, you one. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> As I said, I don't get out much, but uh, you guys at Rhode Island. That was where me, myself, and Irene was based. Is that right? Yeah. So I'm getting my head around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's exactly where that's from, actually. That's funny, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, me, myself, Irene, Andre the Giant, if you know the wrestler, Andre the Giant. Yes. Um, Trying to think of who else, Rhode Island. Oh, HP Lovecraft. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Providence, Rhode Island. Yep. Yeah. We got a couple of little famous guys. You know, hopefully Kingsman will be in that conversation someday, you know, years from now. Absolutely. All those famous people from Rhode Island. (laughs) Kingsman. Hopefully. What's the scene like there for you? Pretty good. You know, it's funny, man. It's it's pretty good. Um, We've done a a fair amount of traveling uh, through the country, seen a lot of the local scenes and like the hot spots of our country, at least. And um, man, I got to tell you, you know, I don't think as far as quantity goes, this is going to sound probably lame, but like as far as quantity goes, like there isn't as many people as like maybe like, you know, like in New York or in Texas or California or, you know, um, like Chicago and stuff like that. But the quality, man. I mean, Providence, Rhode Island has a very devoted scene of just music goers and musicians. I mean, everyone supports each other. Everyone's got each other's back. And it's it's rough because I feel like, you know, in, in America in general, you know, metal is just not one of the more popular musics. Uh, you know, you got pop, you got country, you got all mm. that other stuff that people are um, constantly. No, but what I was saying is that, like, you know, metal isn't a very popular thing, um, I would say, as far as, like, in retrospect of mainstream music mm. in America. So like, you know, cause you have pop and country and all that fun jazz, but I think, you know, for Providence in general, like our metal scene is just, it's, it's a quality metal scene, man. And I really, I'm, I'm very, um, kind of blessed to be able to be like one of those guys who, you know, Kingsman's played with a lot of the touring bands in the last few years that have even passed through Rhode Island. Yeah, man. And so to kind of like show them like what we're about, you know, it's, it's been really cool, man. Um, and you know, to any band that's like out there that's going to be touring, you know, in our neighborhood, dude, stop through Providence. It's worth it. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, you've, you've played some massive, you played with like cattle decapitation, hate breed, devil driver. I mean, even a couple of our own, like Amity affliction and, and King parrot, you know, they're awesome, awesome bands. What's, uh, what's been the most important show for you? That's a tough one. I think the coolest show ever for us was, a few years back, we actually played with, um, it was Chelsea Grin, Ice Nine Kills, who are friends of ours, also local guys, too. Oh, to yeah. Us, anyways, local yeah, yeah. to us, yep. Um, it was them, Gideon, and uh, Enterprise Earth, right? 
So we had only been playing shows for a couple months at the time. And we, well, I shouldn't even say that we played one show <laughs> and, and like, within like, within like, and, and it was our CD release and it was a fantastic show. Yep. Like our first show ever. There was like 500 people. It was fantastic. Whoa, dude. That's good. Yeah. And th- this was, this was a CD that's no longer out there. Just letting you guys know, unfortunately. Um, but this was years, years and back. Um, but what happened was we played and then the Worcester Palladium, which is a pretty popular uh, venue from the Northeast, uh, reached out to us and said, hey, we want you to be the local opener for um, this Chelsea Grin show. And, you know, we were like, yeah, absolutely. So we showed up and it was, you know, it was out of state for us. So it was about like an hour and a half away from where we usually are. And it was a sold out show. And, you know, we were very well aware that not many people probably knew who we were. But man, the reaction, that was the craziest show of my life. It was a, it, it was sold out. So at first you're like, ah, it's going to be sold out when Chelsea Grin goes on, right? Nah, man. We did our sound check. We left, came back maybe 40 minutes later. Place was packed. That's awesome. 800, 900 people stacked in this place. And I was like, oh, okay. So at the <laughs> time, it was the biggest, biggest show I've ever played. I'm like, all right, well, here we go. And man, people were crowd surfing. The mosh pit was huge. You know, I... I signed every body part you could imagine that night. It was just crazy, dude. <laughs> it was That's just awesome. crazy. It was a, it was it was definitely like a daydream. First time I ever felt like I was like, man, this kind of feels like being a rock star, you know? Um, because I certainly never felt anything close to that before. And uh, I think that one definitely sticks out above all else, just for the sheer shock factor. It's like, oh, we're just opening the show. We're gonna leave and grab a drink and come back, and then we come back. And we're like, oh god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah so it was cool. That's awesome, man. Uh, so, of course, uh, what's next for you, dudes? I mean, I know it's so, hard to say right now, but... Yeah, I mean, it's tough, you know, but I think, um, I mean, no matter what, you know, we have a couple of music video shoots lined up um, to support this current release we just had. Yeah. Um, you know, they kind of got pushed back because of everything happening right now. But um, aside from that, I mean, you know, we had a couple songs that we wrote in writing or finished recording uh, uh, Revenge Forgiveness Recovery and then yeah. right until where this pandemic happened. But right when this pandemic happened, within a few weeks into it, Tim and I just really kind of put, you know, just start grinding, you know. And now we've got probably about another full album ready to go that we're confident with. And um, so 2021, we're really hoping that we get at least a few songs out there, maybe an EP, maybe a full length. Who knows? We'll see where the, you know, the tide takes us. But um, that's what we're kind of aiming to do is get another release early 2021. So hopefully we can kind of have that to help bounce us through the year with touring because, we had some cool tours lined up, man. I don't yeah. even want to go into where they were and what oh, we were going to do, but it was a total bummer to hear about how the industry has shut down. Um, so we're really hoping that we can kind of recover from that next year. And of course, come down, uh, play some shows for us. Come, come on, 100%. on Bunnings Adventure. We'll do oh, it, up. dude. We're gonna get some snags together. Absolutely, absolutely, dude. Well, thanks again for hanging out on the show, man. Uh, Kingsman Revenge no Forgiveness Recovery is out now everywhere. I'll have all the links down here. Stay safe, brother, and hopefully we'll get to see you guys soon for some beers when it's all done and dusted. That's good, man. Hey, you have a good night. It was great talking to you. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. 
Download your EVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with EVIC and Harris Teeter Fuel Points. 